There are things about ghost adventures we will never fully understand. Fully understand. We want answers. Welcome to Adventurous Ghosts, the podcast that investigates every investigation of ghost adventures. Today we are investigating the investigation of Season 6, Episode 3, Old Town San Diego. China, nine, nine, nine. I guess I usually just have an echo, not a deep voice for that. <laughs> it's both. That's yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was like, I was like, it's not worth it. I, do, both. I would do the voice like it. this, and yeah. then use the machine to echo. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> Understand. Uh, what do they call that? A delay or a? Um, it's yeah, something like that. There's some something. It's they don't call it echo. They call it. Uh, I something. think it's twelve on the soundboard because there's a, a a key there. That should tell you. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I, oh, I see. If you oh, look at twelve, uh, I feel like it's twelve. It. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that another time. <laughs> I don't <laughs> mess with stuff. Um, well, like, no, I know. You can do it. <laughs> Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Well, you got to turn on your sound effect, too. Oh, because I didn't push. Because it's your line. It's the other line. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying the key should say what it is. And I feel like 12. I forgot to confirm the effect on the dial itself. Oh, that too. Hello. 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 There it is. And what's that one called on the little key? On the. uh, Yeah, it's delay. delay. I was right. There you go. I was right. I was right. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my favorite ones. Because it surprises you, the syllables that get caught. Right, exactly. Yeah, at what point is it going to start delaying? <laughs> like, yeah, like, what does it capture? Uh, put the um, the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Syllable, yeah. I don't know why that became, like, th- that became such a, like, middle-aged mom and dad joke, like, mm-hmm. reference. Like, the, you punch your car and have it, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Even though Dale's the only one I've ever heard say that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just the most common American middle-aged yeah. stereotype. Hey, Joe, I got a, I got a saying for you. You put the wrong asshole in my blabble. <laughs> Excuse me, Gail. You put the wrong asshole in my game of Scrabble. No. <laughs> That's not. Oh, a I'm supposed to just spell asshole in Scrabble. Right. Is there a space? Yeah, I had to stretch the asshole to like uh, six little squares long. It was pretty hard. So right, it got wild. Yeah. I put an average size penis in lengthways, in <laughs> diameter wise, in my ass. Right. <laughs> that was the hardest part. And then I put like um, an ink blot on there, like a stamp. And then, right. and now her board's ruined. That's really why she's mad. Yeah. So <laughs> I took a shit on Gail's board. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I jammed the L shaped holder right. into my yeah, ass. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and lost it. That makes more sense in the Scrabble reference than putting a penis, a hard penis. Yeah sideways diameter wise in right, a right, circle right. of my, Pressed up, yeah. my anus. Uh <laughs> hey Joe, you ever heard of accents before? <laughs> yeah, accents. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I drive a Hyundai Accent. <laughs> hey, squeeze my finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh for an ass scent. Um speaking of ass scents. Ay, 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 ay. We yeah. got those aventuras. This this was maybe the most like just awkward pre-lockdown of oh they've God. done yet to date. Absolutely. Because there was just like 
awkward flirting, awkward jokes that didn't hit, racial things that definitely didn't hit, like just drawn out bits. Like the whole shebang, I was like, please be the whole episode because right. it was just like, what the fuck is, I watched this with my wife today. I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? There, there were definite Tim and Eric elements in this uh, episode. Um, also crazy to think when I think back of just literally thinking back of like Tim and Eric awesome show, which premiered in 2007. Uh, it's crazy to think that that predated ghost adventures. Cause it was over by 2010 or 11. I want to say it only went on like four yeah, or five. Because seasons. that was, yeah, I remember it was on and then you would, we'd started working together in oh eight late. Oh wait, like late summer, fall. Oh yeah. eight. Yeah. And I'd already been watching Tim and Eric. And then, cause that's what we bonded over when uh, our right. boss, had me start copywriting and stuff. So. Exactly. Uh, but, but I yeah. didn't realize Tom goes on the mayor was the same people at the time. And you, had- Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh six. Um, but uh, shout out to Bob Odenkirk, you know, Saul from better call Saul. He got Tim. Si. To start. But, um, but I mean, so the influence technically could have been there. I mean, it was Tim and Eric got pretty, you know, underground popular, by whenever this was 2011 2012 this ghost adventures episode i mean he doesn't strike me as someone picking up on that (laughs) for sure it's just i know but it's like the i think that tim and eric had yes that like goofy internet humor was becoming a random internet probably more the editor than yes than actual zach because two two things especially when they i i cracked up because i think i've seen this episode two or three times like i cracked up when they cut to the portrait of Mr. Uh, ben, ben, uh, Bandito or whatever his name is. Um, Bandini, sorry. And the portrait smiles. Right. <laughs> like, oh, look, look, he's checking us out partying over there. I think he's smiling. And it's like, it's just like a shitty, shitty after effect. Just smudge. Oh my, yeah, exactly. Just smudging the corners of the mouth. And it holds on it for like three seconds. And then the entire quote unquote party is so awkward. It's like a public access version of a of right. a Mexican themed party. Right, like it's like five people plus the 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 GAC crew. Yes, uh, a guitarist, like three girls doing shots. Yeah, and then Miguel who came in, the bartender right. slash docent slash whatever. And but then the girls are dancing to one guitarist who's an old man in a, you know, very, they're all in like period, you know, a late 1800s kind of old West, um, uh, Mexican attire. Entire. And, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like they're just full on clog dancing. Like they're from Holland or something. Uh, and it, cause it's just the, it's, it's like, and cause you can barely hear the guitar. Cause you know, like when you're hearing mariachi music, it's like overwhelming. There's, there's, right. it's so robust. It's so big. It's, you know, so many, there's horns, there's guitar, there's drums. There's this, like, it's, it's such a, and to just have a guitar and then, and then like they're, <laughs> they're trying to, to act like, you know, Nick's over there acting cool with a cigar, like playing poker. Aaron's trying to act cool. Like he's smoking. Right. And, uh, and then Zach's over there saying alto or begin. Like he can't even say alto or on delay or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like the Ariba, girls Ariba. yeah <laughs> the girls look so awkward just like and they, and they were kind of like dance running through the house like they mm-hmm. were like going in like figure eights like through the downstairs of the place just mm-hmm. <laughs> just it's just so yeah it was very felt yeah, like a all over the place. thing yeah um 
but uh yeah before before we get into that uh it's been a it's been a weird day it's my first um first, first day, day after the the court my first quarter of school is done i turned in my last assignment and attended my last class last night so i have uh three or four weeks off here so it's been a but trying to just almost almost do nothing i did kind of a bunch in the morning but uh, yeah what'd you what'd you do today because there always that post is like wait i gotta do something then you don't right mm-hmm. i i took about an hour and i scheduled um in the morning i took all my you sleep in at all classes not really um because i mean when like when you have booker as your dog uh she wakes your ass up um six thirty it depends. Sometimes it's six thirty, and we can kind of force her to go back to sleep. Sometimes it's like nine twenty, and that's a that's a real treat if she's super tired or whatever uh, from the day before. But um, uh, but we had to get up anyway because our cleaning lady comes over at nine, so we didn't want to be right, uh, right, right, you know, nude and with attitude. That is the uh, uh, West Coast elitism problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had in a while, but growing up, yeah, it was always like. Oh, the maid's coming today, especially like college, those times when you're off and you're like, fuck, I just, I feel too awkward being here because I need to move around. And then someone's like cleaning your shit and stuff. And it's like, I just always feel bad. So I'm just like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) It's people matter everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We, you know, we, uh, we're not really. Sarah's parents have uh, very much, very much don't trust cleaning people um, to not steal from you. And so my wife is a, is a little more balanced than that, but she does not like us leaving. You know, like we could, we could put the dogs in the crate. Like we're cool with our cleaning. Like we're, like, we talk. we're not going to steal the dogs. You know, there's, day, yeah, there's days like I talked to her for like a half hour um, just about random stuff, but she's a cool lady. But uh, uh, Sarah just doesn't like leaving the house and having nobody here for long periods but uh right. she's getting better at it for sure yeah but. she's got like you know 10 10 10 ring cams throughout the house you know mm-hmm. uh everything is an rfid and yeah, exactly. uh, you have a scanner at several <laughs> points of the house uh also perimeter at the uh, driveway yes. um but uh but yeah so i just did uh calendarized all my um classes for next quarter uh and uh Scheduled my TB test, my tuberculosis test that I mm. need for my internship that starts Old mid school, September. Huh? <laughs> um, apparently, they don't want me to bring Shakespeare's disease into the homeless population of uh, Orange <laughs> into County. Into the homo, I mean a homeless population. Oh, oh God, homo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, of all the diseases, why tuberculosis? I mean, I feel like that one is still around enough mm-hmm. that I think it could fuck things up. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's it's common with is that a bacteria? Because it's a it's a I mean, yes, it's a it's an infection in your lungs, and it's a it's a disease of exposure. But so, yeah, I mean, like, because um, uh, not hep- well, hepatitis is a there's viral and bacterial, right? Sure, so yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. Tetanus, I think, is more bacterial or fungus than yeah. viral. I think tuberculosis is also bacterial. bacterial. Like it's an infection. Yeah that ends up causing pneumonia symptoms and, but, right. and then, but and lots of bacteria towns already getting fudged up. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if you're living in, you know, shelter and mostly climate controlled environments, then you're going to be fine. But well, and that's uh, like, I think it was in Vegas somewhere. <laughs> but I, I was, I was just going to say, but when you're unhoused, you know, we out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, we out here. We baby. Out. Um, 
knows where that Legionnaire's disease started in like forties or fifties, which was like a fungal bacterial thing that got caught up in the um, vents of the hotel. So it was like a a Legionnaire's conference. And then that got all fudged up. Something happened and then fucked all those people up. So I think that's how it got called Legionnaire's. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always thought, when I heard of that as a kid, I always thought, oh, it must have been in like the French Legion. like Exactly. When exactly, yeah. they were out there, uh, you know, riding through the desert with all them sheets. I on. mean, I'll give a West Coast uh, geek, well, sorry, Sun Coast geek, West Sun Coast, Coast nerd, geek. you like to call him, credit for that. Because I had no idea. Because I think, mm. so he got married at the Rio in Vegas. And I believe just before his wedding, maybe, or maybe it was, I was somewhere around there that Legionnaires broke out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> in that hotel oh god and he was like oh yeah it started in tech i think he's he was the one who's like yeah it's technically started in vegas at a wow and stays again legionnaires conference <laughs> and blah 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 but yeah wow. um but yeah scheduled that test and then uh did a couple other um you know just uh, administrative tasks and stuff but uh, which had been uh weighing on me but um but yeah it's uh my next big task is going to be um installing this uh this billy bookshelf uh now is it installing or building Uh, it's both so um you start off with as many billy bookshelves as you can fit okay i've already we've already spaced everything out and have like the kind of rough schematic um so we're gonna have four billy bookshelves and the whole back wall and then most of the little left wall in between the closet um where there's just where our degrees were hanging um they'll be that'll be a kind of a corner and then go to there so it's um, not too hot it's not too with hot with the degrees oh stupid <laughs> how many degrees <laughs> but yeah it'll be floor to ceiling and so you you basically do um uh billy bookshelves which are from ikea uh their most popular piece of furniture they've ever sold and so uh it's like continually been in their like top 5 since the 7 like the, their 80s or something but um cuz it's a super simple basic bookshelf it's 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 strong enough for an ikea thing and then whatever um you need to fill in so we need to go a little higher cuz we have 10 foot ceilings so we're going to put two of the extenders on there cuz they come at like uh 80 inches or something and so two of the extenders at <laughs> only six your uh, <laughs> competition yeah. um and then um, we're not going to really need to do any of like the spacing stuff in between, but I'm going to raise, I'm going to put some, um, get some, some nice plywood, um, cut to go underneath it because you basically take the molding off the wall and you gotta, you make it so that it's high enough that, you know, a high enough so that it fits and looks good, but that the, um, the molding can, you know, be caulked and nailed to the, the front of the top of the I'm going to refrain from all things. Okay. Yeah, and then do crown molding at the top, so it'll look fully built in. Um, we're gonna have a uh, in the center, like in one of the billies that's in the center of the back wall between the windows. Um, we're gonna have a because they're thirty two inches. Gonna have the the like the shelf of the billy there be like where the computer and probably the keyboard sits. If if uh, what I'm about to explain isn't in effect. But then we'll have a, um, I'm going to make a, um, like a collapsible, um, like a hinged table, like a, like a ovular or half a circle table that will be out most of the time. And then it has a hinged leg or two that, um, uh, can fold down. And so if we need the room, 
we can always fold that down. But for the most part, it'll be office table and podcast station, whatever. Um, and it'll be plenty of room because it's round for two people. Um, and then to have like, you know, the shit on there and stuff. So, uh, and then we'll figure out how to store everything nicely and have the cables all nice too. But, um, uh, yeah. And then, and then we can have it folded down. Maybe we'll have a nice cool, uh, crest or something on top of the table, but, uh, and then we're going to get a, get rid of all these other random bookshelves and, um, have like a little, um, kind of sleeper love seat kind of couch. So it can kind of be a guest room too. And just be a little more of a warm library style office space as opposed to right now, you know, since I've been here, we've been recording on um, a big plastic Costco business center table, you know, so. Right. Um, so that'll go. So, yeah. And then uh, so it'll be it'll be nice. Um, we have a big uh, kind of medieval um, kind of fanciful forest uh, medieval tapestry style rug from Ruggable that looks really cool that'll go on the floor. Um, that'll also help with the sound quality a little bit too, but uh, as will the bookshelves and the books, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to do that over the next couple of weeks. And, um, uh, and then reminder, uh, we can talk after the show, but just coordinate when I can borrow some of those tools, um, from you, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be nice to, to build something. It doesn't seem, I mean, I'm knocking on, on wood. It's not, it's nothing that's out of my. A league of like you know contractor handyman experience so uh, and it should look really nice when it's done it's the the hardest part is making sure obsessively that all of the bookshelves because they're not going to be right next to each other because because there'll they'll be space in between but i'm actually going to use the negative space in between and then and then custom cut more shelves and then i'm going to drill through the little shelf peg holes from the inside all the way through and then I'll have shelves. So then, so instead of installing more billies, I'm going to use the the negative space to be shelves. So right. um, kind of like CD tower size shelves, like thinner shelves um, yeah. in between. So, uh, yeah. but making sure everything's level on the top um, and on the bottom, right? That's part of why you raise it up too, is because a lot of people. Yeah. And it. I think I have an okay size level. Do you have a level? Yes, I have a few levels. Thank you. Okay. So, um, it's I actually, I mean, I have like the, the little tiny levels that come with tools and stuff, but uh uh, I also have Dorsch Corner's old level that he never wanted back too. It's like a big steel level. So, oh, okay. Um, I also technically have a laser level too, but that's more for hanging. That's, yeah, that's for setting. Yes, setting and forget. But uh, yeah, and then I'm then I'm gonna be working with uh, uh, transitionary mm, mm. Uh, unhoused folks in uh, managing some cases. With people that are going to call you no rules, Joe, because these yeah, are your yeah, favorite exactly. people who <laughs> love to comment on your disc golf. Yes. Uh, when you're playing by the rules or not. What you're doing. Just a real pillar of authority and diligence. That gentleman that lived in the bushes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like if you work with these people and elderly people in your Home Depot shopper would be like mm -hmm. your perfect trifecta. of. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be part of uh, so much of of this, especially this early class work is something that I didn't need a ton of that I really like doing, but didn't need a ton of practice for, even though it was good because I got to do it with just random people that I got to do in my kind of in my class. But was it's just self-reflection and introspection, because um, if you don't realize your own biases, your own uh, assumptions that you make about, you know, certain populations of people and stuff like that. We joke all the time on the show, but, 
<laughs> they are jokes, right? And, and it's like we're like like Howard Stern, as we said a billion times. It's like the joke of the show is that we're coming up with these crazy, gross, you know, insensitive situations because the absurdity of them is funny, not because we want them to be real. So, um, uh, but it's 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 yeah, it's it's good to even just you know realize like, hey, like I'm still going to be working with people as a uh, a big white guy you know, a big white male. And that's going to be, uh, people are going to have had bad experiences with big white males who were cops or other P or people who abuse them or subjugate them or whatever, you know? So, um, there's so much self-reflection when people don't do that, uh, then, you know, it's not really great at building a trust and rapport with your, uh, your clients, your cases, your, uh, patients as a therapist, whatever, what have you. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's there. Are, there were some. All of the people in my classes were pretty cool. Uh, there were some who almost never participated in any discussion. And when there's only like ten to fifteen people in a class, that's kind of noticed. But I hope that they did really well in their coursework because it's it's a uh, there's going to be a lot of communicating with people in their future. So, um, but yeah, I am I'm super excited for uh, the next quarter. It'll just be a little more to juggle with. I think I'm going to have two extra days uh, shouldn't affect recording or anything. Cause I'm going to be working kind of just normal full days on Monday and Friday. And that'll be like my 14 hours a week that I'm supposed to be getting. Um, but I'm assuming it's a normal, I'll, I'll probably be like eight to four or something like that. So right. Or, or eight to five or whatever. So it shouldn't be changing anything, but anyway, it'll be an adjustment, probably a lot more, uh, schoolwork on the weekends, but, um, them's the breaks. So North. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. How are you doing? I know we didn't, uh, right. We don't do an official, how you doing? <laughs> uh, doing okay. Yeah. Just ran some errands today, went to, uh, the shop and, uh, dropped off some new discs and things of that nature. Learned about the engagement ring company, Takori today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I obviously Googled it after that, but I'm like, uh, Mr. Person, why should we auto know what the fuck this is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I'm looking, literally a half hour ago, the uh, when we started recording, the the LinkedIn notification came through for what uh, our friend Jason was telling us about. Oh, okay, because that person, I just straight up denied, like ignored, oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't accept. Fuck them. So, yeah, um, uh, yes, but yeah, just uh, getting through this heat. We got some uh, humidity coming in. <laughs> big clouds and fi for you joe in case you haven't seen it's supposed to like be a downpour on sunday yes so yeah, i know yeah. you do your your arm then so yeah um heads yeah, up to be on the, the aftermath of the tropical store storm from uh, uh mexico mexico yeah so um, uh because yeah i think it's supposed to like rain a half an inch sunday and then rain monday oh, wow. so i'm assuming yeah, there's been weird rain spots like overnight here too. Like, hot. oh yeah, it, it rained here for sure. Uh, which again, growing up in like football and stuff, it was always hell week around now. Mm. Um, so I definitely had a coach too that would always like, oh, it's always going to rain at least once or twice in August, and like one of your games you're going to play in like maybe some sort of rained out conditions, right? So that's September yeah. to like November, right? Where this year, it's, yeah, it's like rained. It's it's been it's been basically Florida fucking weather 
exactly. California prices. Yep. <laughs> uh, where usually that was like, again, one day, two day when it rains, right? Because it's like hot and then the rain comes in, rains kind of goes away back to normal, just regular hot where it's like, it's been humid hot for like three weeks at least, if not yeah. more. I feel like July had a good chunk and then like all of August basically has been humid hot. So then it's like these weird random downpours that happen overnight which when i was in florida i think i told you but like like clockwork it would rain between one and three o'clock like heavily Mm. and then stop like you had your storm come in and then it left and then you kind of went about your day but yeah that's not normal out here where the cars are just disgusting because we park our cars outside yeah it's just yeah, that like gross, they, like, it's okay, it definitely rained. Mud it up, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's just that layer of dirt and funk yeah. from uh, sunny SoCal, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, when that wet hits, it just is gross. I'm not used to, like, um, like sweating to the point of, like, because I've been doing a lot, especially the last few weeks, there's just been, like, all of our final projects do it. A lot of them are, like, I wrote a a 14 page research paper about uh, parents, how parents um, behavior instills eating disorders in children. And so I was like writing for hours and hours at a time and uh, just like getting, uh, getting up later and just being like, ew, I fucking smell like just sitting here and, and cause it's yeah. like muggy and we didn't like, it wasn't like hot in the house enough to really have the air going full blast. Like we don't care, but uh, we'll have it on and be comfortable. But like just that sitting, tightened up in the chair right, like right. that <laughs> like i'm just like ugh. like i just don't yeah. usually it's that's like usually a like two shower a day kind of three thing. four hour drive kind of sweat just happening yes exactly yeah no summertime two showers was not uncommon uh for me just in general well, especially at fat matt's house because there's just no ac yeah exactly um, give me give me one sec i'm gonna mute and then yeah. come right back i'm coming i'm coming right back on your back on your back i will be coming um, but yeah, usually to summertime, you could get up to three showers, like, a a morning, a like mid afternoon. And then that right before the slumber to cool off. Yeah. Especially if you've done something active, that's that third yeah. shower sometimes in there. Um, yeah. That midday shower. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember being, yeah. Back in, uh, as Bill Bandy will know back, back in, in my day, Florida, uh, when we were at Disney world, it was just like. The second we got home, we all just like ran into. Well, yeah, the Florida living was different, at least when I was there, because we had a pool. So it was like, oh, just jump in the pool. Mm -hmm. And then at night, you kind of just took your shower to clean off everything. Yes. And you hope that the pool also is not 92 degrees. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was a whole set of other issues. But at least when you got out or were above the water, you're at least sort of. Exactly. Yeah, it's cooling off. So, um, cool. Let's. Stop talking about the weather um, and talk about how San Diego, which was Comic-Con San Diego. That was always a 50-50. It was either, uh, maybe it was some other number, but it was like either like gloomy and almost cold Mm -hmm. or it was hot and humid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes there was like a third, like perfect degree, whatever. But yeah, it was usually one of those two. Yeah, it looked pretty pretty dry hot in this episode in Old Town San Diego. It yeah. was very which, this, which Old Town San Diego, I don't think there's much left, to be honest. I think they developed a, quite a bit of it recently. Oh, really? Yeah, because that I, one Mexican restaurant where you could get like the handmade tortillas yeah, was gone like ten years up? ago. Oh, okay. Well, because we I, went to the big one 
Um, the the big maybe it's not the same. We went to the big one that has all the outside seating. I think um, Sarah and I took the train down there. Um, I think when we were on our little um, uh, mini honeymoon right after the wedding, so that was 2018. Because I thought, yeah, I think it, that one's gone. We ate there then, yeah. So that was 2018, at least it was there. But that was you know five years ago. So um, yeah. someone and, somewhere I think said that. I mean, again, I could yeah. be wrong. You well, and you and I got off at that train station uh, after that to go to Modern Times to meet up with Peter or whatever. That you know, uh, at some point, but we didn't go to the the um, the little Mexico side of things. Town. But yeah. Uh, I know the Whaley house is still there because people are still investigating it as a haunted hotspot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a historical uh, monument or whatever now. So, well, and I think maybe that outside restaurant even just changed hands or something. I don't know. There was something where it was like, we went there and like, I wanted to go back and yeah, people down there were like, no, it's gone. I definitely think the, the historical monument should like they investigated in this episode is that one. It's got, it's that square yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of that's... like plaza with dirt where they in the park they were on. And that's pretty much it. But there's like a cigar store and like all sorts of uh, funky shit over. It. So it's a little, it's cool, but it's like a little touristy place. It's fun for an afternoon to go over there and yeah. and check it out. But um, they got that diner um, that we would go to before uh, uh, that's right by the freeway overpass there on the other side of the street. Um Perry's or whatever it's called mm. not Perry's pizza but uh that you and I and uh um I think Thrillin McGillan went to before the modern times party at the barrel uh house right. that one time but uh yeah it's a fun little area yeah, it's it, all it, Mexican it, restaurants I'm looking now I'm like so I don't know which one yeah. I'm thinking of versus the one you actually <laughs> went to at this point so it's Mexican all Mexican uh, yeah Mexican all Mexican <laughs> but uh but yeah the the crew the, this is the most the most overproduced episode like there there is a constant for the first 15 minutes of the interviews until they get to the hotel de estudio or whatever um or casa de estudio uh when they're doing the the cosmo cosmopolitan hotel which used to be um bandini's play uh you know hotel or casa de bandini there is a fucking upbeat like um non mariachi music going like it's not mexican inspired music it's just like this upbeat like almost like circus music i don't know it's we it's so fucking weird it, it, the whole episode when you know he's talking to uh chanel who's talking about the haunted safety pins and it's like it's just playing under and i'm like what is this doing for the episode like it's like it, right. just because you're having fun doesn't mean you still can't like have an air of neutrality or scariness or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's um, like pure goofball shit into yeah. now we're going to, you know, do some evidence, which maybe I zoned out, but I'm like, I don't feel like there was any evidence really. Yeah. It's, thing. it's, it's very little. It's uh, the only there, recordings. Yeah. There's one piece of good evidence, which is that lady kind of wailing, um, the right. disembodied voice, but, uh, but it's tough because, with a tourist place like this, like I'm sure they had it all blocked off and whatever. Um, and it sounded like it was coming from very close by, like inside the house. But, uh, if it was real, it was really scary. But, um, I don't know. Sometimes these, uh, the tourist traps here, the tourist destinations, it's San Diego. There could just be people fucking walking by. It's There's a trap on right next to who, it. Who goes on vacation, a tourist trap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to bamboozle uh you know men out of their uh, right. money and their uh heterosexual hey they're on vacation they'll never know you know right. <laughs> or or no one to even know who to tell 
uh, right. they fell for it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they're yeah, most mostly vocal evidence, um, one light anomaly, and uh, and a lot of whispery uh, EVPs towards the very end because the like like uh, Steve was saying the the rambunctiousness that goes on for 27 minutes before the lockdown is a, uh, is a uh, front and center. So there's there, there's constant cutaways to guitars being like nylon Spanish right. guitars being played. There's constant Violently plays played. to people partying in old, you know, Victorian old West gear, like get up. Uh, and they fucking say the phrase Bandini was a big party guy hundreds of fucking times they also say fandango not even to get movie tickets yeah. nonstop. <laughs> i don't know why fandango always had a better marketing campaign but i found movietickets.com to be an easier experience but then i think fandango bought movie tickets i think it's all merged because when i go to my app like my movies app yeah i think it's just called movies Exactly. some shit where i look at theaters and go to buy tickets it is just then brings you through a fandango thing exactly. but i will agree the pure fandango experience sucked yes exactly um i just had those to your point i would never use it yeah um but yeah it's uh the there's an obsession like it's it's almost as if the ghost adventures crew like has never been to a bar or a party before and it's like or at least a Latin-based one, because it was like, yeah, right. let's party and dance and yeah, yes. tequila, right? And that's and that's that kind of mild racist thing where it's like, oh man, like we've never been to like a Mexican party before, right. and it's just it's like they're they're mid, you know, I think exactly uh, there as were asses bouncing, and I'd right. never seen it, and there was such an apparition. Uh, that there is there are two bits about the crew getting drunk. And I don't know if either of them are real, but, but Zach does a better job at faking drunk after the whiskey, which is later. Um, he and Nick have a fake tequila shot, shot off, like drink off. Right. And they even have like a versus graphic, like come up. It's, it's again, this is, it's very like Tim and Eric heavy, like graphics on the screen with, you know, cutouts. Um, uh, Zach at one point goes Bandini. I like that name, Zach Bandini. And they cut away to right. uh, an old picture, and then they just superimpose Zach's face and a Mexican style mustache <laughs> onto him. Uh, and so uh, the but then they try to get meta with their own drinking uh, contest a bit, and and. Nick, who is it? It would be funny if like Aaron, who who says at the beginning, he's like, oh, I don't drink. I don't drink. I'm just going to film it. If he was the one that like smelled the shot and goes, hey, wait, this smells like root beer. But Nick is like, this smells an awful lot like root beer. But Nick had been drinking the shots. And so right. it doesn't work. Like the setup doesn't right. work. The, and the role is not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, and then they take whiskey shots later and Zach acts drunk. You know, Aaron makes fun of him for like stumbling. And I don't know. I don't know if it, I mean, cause it looks like they took like three or four shots of whiskey. Um, I'm assuming on empty stomachs or something, but I, who knows? But, uh, Zach then gets very flirty with the older lady. Like he, he, oh, seems, yeah. he seems less drunk, but just more raunchy, uh, with her. Oh, and I was like, he was almost getting desperate cause she's like not reacting to his usual yes. 
yes vibe <laughs> mm-hmm. but then he just kept pushing and then he made the weird jokes where it was like uh-huh. and she's like what and he's like uh, you know and it like went on too long it's like yes okay just forget about it and it was like yeah. what <laughs> why did you leave that in there and then he proposes to her wears her hat i'm just like security will cover it yeah he just wishes yeah she was someone more younger and attractive that he could yes. actually woo and not some seasoned lady who's like, yeah, I've been through your bullshit. Yeah, like he didn't he didn't uh, do a good enough job with Chanel earlier in the day, who was the 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 blonde gal, you know, who looked like right. a, a burlesque, you know, kind of uh, era person. But uh, I guess it was before that. Whatever. Um, anyway, let's get into it because we can go through the jokes as in context or else we'll spoil them all here. But uh yeah, we start off with beautiful nylon Spanish guitar being played, and Zach starts us right off with a very, uh, you know, semi-racist uh, announcement. Grab your sombreros, muchachos, because Ghost Adventuras is locking mm. down Old Town San Diego. Ay, 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 ay. He has a sombrero on. He's in front of the big band in the yeah. center of the park. Chalupa yelling. <laughs> um, Casa de Bandini is now... The Cosmopolitan. This is another thing that that sucks about this episode. They go through the Casa de Bandini for like 15 minutes of the interview and then the Casa de uh, Estudio for like five minutes. But they spend 66, like two thirds of the fucking lockdown in the Estudio place and not. So we learn a billion facts about the Cosmopolitan and some facts about the studio place, but they just don't spend enough time in the cut. Co- it's like an afterthought. They, don't, they go over there at 3.47 a.m. And their, go, their lockdowns are done at 6 a.m. So uh, anyway, so it was known as the Casa de Bandini back when this entire area was still Mexico, which they call out like a thousand times too. And uh, uh, there's just lots of, there's already a lot of racist shit going on already right. here. And um uh, Bandini would was known to throw three day parties every weekend, which again we hear this does literally not exaggerating a couple dozen times in the episode. And uh, you know this was exactly hey Bandini's kind of my man, right? We'll, we'll start off the interview with a shot, and then immediately it's like Aaron and Nick uh, mugging to the camera and doing shots, 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 shot, and then they like put the slow motion on as the the fake drinks continue. <laughs> And right. it's like, sure, sure, sure. And then it's interspersed with like old uh, ragtime kind of piano music. It almost, it's so, there's so much going on. Like it made me very tired, like looking at yeah. just all of the, the visual and uh, audio stimuli happening in this. But um, this is where they call out their own bit that it was root beer. Uh, Miguel, who was kind of the docent bartender guide, I don't know, he seems to be like a catch all guy, but. Uh, he reports that the bottles in the bar move a lot, that the chessboard in the room behind the bar, uh, where people sit, the pieces move a lot. And Aaron's like, I play chess all the time. Bring it on spirits. Uh, I don't think that's true at all. Um, full bodied apparitions are seen fairly often. Uh, the new owner who's like, (laughs) looks like a fucking asshole, uh, middle-aged dad. Uh, but he says he's a believer. He bought it in 2009. And when he first came in there, he was like, hey, ghost, I respect uh, your space and I thank you for allowing me to run this business in here. And he's like, and the lights flickered on and off and everyone noticed. And then he kind of goes away. Uh, They continually are obsessed with the word Fandango, which is a big, even bigger than a fiesta um, in Spanish. And uh, 
it is cool that there are old journals in the rooms. Uh, there was one other episode we've done. I think it was that uh, stupid Valentine's Day episode where there were also journals or notes that were historical from the people or or, or, or people could um, contribute to the journal. So like every guest could write something mm-hmm. and um, which is kind of cool. But uh, we never see any of them in the episode, even though Zach's like, well, we hope that we can be uh, come a part of the dark history by the time we leave this place and yeah. that they never do it. But um, way too many reenactments and cutaways already. This is like minute four or five. And and just kind of this weird like, hey, drinking is cool, huh? Like it's like a very Beavis and Butthead style, but not funny. You know, it's like right, as, right. again, as if they're all like teenagers and not 30 something men who <laughs> have probably been drinking since, you know, before it was legal. So right. um, and eyeballing this, each other's crotches for the last two right. <laughs> uh let's just release all this tension, bro. Mm. Um, hey bro, but I mean it's just it's just getting it out there, you know, getting that energy out. It feels good. Uh, this is yeah where the uh the whiskey um uh shots are passed around to kind of kick off the uh the interview the, the or the lo- the lockdown doesn't happen yet but they're like all right let's kick off this lockdown and then they have whiskey but again it looks like the same liquid that was in the fucking uh snifter whatever the uh, the bottle thing before which was also rib so I don't know I don't know who's well, and again not that they're hardcore summoning things but alcohol is like one of the things you shouldn't use yes. when doing that. Exactly. If, if you're believing all this, right, it's like, because that Spirits. will lower all of your energies and things to where if he does believe he's been possessed by a demon, this is like the worst. One of the worst things you could do is just start getting drunk. Yeah. And going in and getting close. So. Yeah. And they take advantage of your more, uh, your less regulated emotions and things like that. If there was well, a, just your energy in general is down and different. So it, yeah, yeah. it can penetrate you. Um, they go explore the hotspot rooms in the hotel with Miguel. There's like three rooms. Um, again, this is where Zach is acting buzzed, but we, I don't know if it's real. Aaron makes fun of him for stumbling around the room. One of the rooms has a carving of a little girl on a bed, on a dresser and on a rocking chair. Uh, they are not original to the hotel. They are from the Midwest. The guy that originally owned it, um, his little uh, girl died and he had her her likeness carved in the furniture but then he sold it to a family who had haunting experiences with it and then they sold it to the um cosmopolitan hotel for some reason so right. uh nothing really happens in that room um so it's kind of pointless uh they go to another room where a lady named isabella died and people will see uh indentations on the bed as if someone was sitting on the bed Mm-hmm. Uh, on the sheets and then there's also kind of like a a psychomantium effect happening where like the two mirrors in the room kind of face each other and which which if they didn't want to a port if they believed that that was a thing and didn't want a portal to happen just fucking move the mirrors to not face each other but whatever. right um he also makes a point that one of the mirrors is a silver mirror <laughs> but then nothing happens in that room really either so um this is where zach is walking with a lovely blonde gal named Chanel. She is in period wear and it just cuts. It smash cuts to this. Uh, he, he's walking arm in arm with this person. And I do not know what kind of character he's going for, but he goes, it just cuts back commercial from commercial. This is my lady. This is my lady. And <laughs> we are going for a walk. And like, he's like over pronouncing like, all of the. Consonants. Yeah. yeah. This is my lady. This is my lady. And I get, I'm like, He's trying to be, I guess, like a more of like a classic, like 
uh, early Hollywood East Coast uh, New American right, right. accent, you know, but this is like the southwestest, southwestiest part of the southwest of America, of, of, of at least the USA, right? So very strange that he's acting like a like an old East Coaster. But um, anyway, uh, oh, that was, yes, that was what I um, uh, likened the, the music bed in the episode to. It's like the music that they're playing in Toontown in Disneyland. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like just like there's like sound effects mixed in with just like like just shit like that. It's it's a very very strange vibe for this episode, but especially when you have endless open source mariachi music to be playing or Spanish guitar or something that you could be playing as a music bed that would cost would have cost the show nothing. So, um, Zach gives Nick a bunch of shit for uh, taking pictures with fans while he's filming inter- the interview with uh, Zach and Chanel. And then immediately jumps in and takes pictures himself uh, with the fans. But uh, yeah, of course, they leave in the part where the, the lady's like, oh, my God, we love you guys so much. And then cuts away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chanel has some experiences. She talks about this whole safety pin thing I was talking about where one of the buttons was missing uh, from her coworker while she was helping her get into like her corset or her dress or something. And. Uh, she was looking around to see if there were, you know, spare buttons or a sewing kit or something. And then she looks back and uh, a bunch of safety pins were piled. She said like a safety pin volcano, uh, which is a pretty interesting thing. And she she was basically saying like she's like she's like, yeah, I always thought that when I would have a paranormal experience that I, it would be like scary or weird. And then Zach, again, who might be Buzz. I don't know when this was recorded in the chronological order of things, but he's like he, he looks at her almost like a Pee Wee Herman moment where he's like. Some people think objects moving by themselves are kind of scary, Chanel. Like, he just has, like, a, a weird affectation to his voice and is just staring at her super intently. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, they've continued to say that Bandini was known for his partying a thousand times here. Um, and Zach's like, hey, you know, the the bartenders in, in the bar, they served us shots. And it's like, you know, so if Bandini was known for his, like, partying right. uh, energy, then maybe that that energy is causing the employees now to make us party. They want to keep partying. The party just keeps going in. It's an <laughs> infinite loop of party. I was like, those fuckers didn't pour anyone drinks for the film crew that you didn't pre-set up yeah. beforehand. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, Zach strikes me as like a weird Gene Simmons. Cause like the kiss guys, like, like Gene Simmons and what's his face. Um, the other dickhead who's still there. Anyways, they're like, we never drink. Yes. We yeah, just yeah. bang chicks. Like yes. that was their vice. Right. So I, I feel like Zach gives off that vibe of like, I'm not into drinking and losing yeah. my mind, but I'm just like this freak. Otherwise he, he probably is too Paul Stanley. That's what it is. Paul. St- yeah. Too anxious to give up control uh, and too insecure to ever <laughs> give up control. And so, uh, yeah, I would, I would think that he either, like maybe only drinks with like other dudes, like off, you know like what I mean? With one friends. Um, but probably never ever with girls. So, well, I feel like he just never, yeah, never gets drunk. Yeah. Right? If he yeah, even does right. have a drink. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah. Uh, a woman, uh, and a monk are reported, uh, as apparitions in the familia studio. That's Casa de familia studio. That's the other place. Sorry. So, um, it's kind of a little, min- there's a miniature little church in there and, and it, and it's just a big old, um, kind of ranch Pueblo style, um, uh, plaza there. So it's, it's, it's right across from the cosmopolitan, 
hotel in this kind of park square uh, dirt patch with gardens kind of thing. Um, Zach is talking about the parties again to, and this is, this is where we have the, the, the older gal who's a docent and she's in like very like almost pilgrim esque period mm-hmm. garb. And, uh, uh, she's the one, uh, giving the information about how, oh yeah, you know, they would, they used to come to this building for blessings and baptisms and converting, you know, native Americans and things like that. And, um, Zach is just, yeah, going off about, Bandini and is partying with this lady, even though he's in a different place, because he's basically asking, "Are did the parties creep over to this building too?" And she was like, "Oh yes, oh yes." And then another weird affectation where he's like, "Okay, were they like, uh, like proper parties and not like you know, yeah, 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 my dirty parties, you know?" Like, and then and they're la- everyone's laughing, and then he literally says like, "You know, orgies and stuff," you know. <laughs> and then the lady goes, "No, they're not. They weren't like Zach's parties. parties. Yeah, yeah." Not sicko parties. Yeah. Uh, and then the most insane bit that he has ever done. As as we've talked about on the show many times, Zach has a recurring bit throughout the entirety of the now 26 seasons of Ghost Adventures. Where he acts like he cannot pronounce a word. Right. And the guy or the lady says, um... Yeah, one of the um uh the the head of you know the uh, Mr. you know Senor Estudio was Bandini's father-in-law from his first marriage and he was a cattle baron. And Zach's like what cat cat um kettle Cattle-y. cattle kettle 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 she's like no cattle like moo like she immediately says cattle like moo. The bit goes on for 22 seconds of screen time. And right. It's fucking, it's just so fucking cringe. It's it's horrible because it's not like she said supercalifragilistic expialidocious baron, you know, like it's like she has a thick accent or anything, right? It's just like, I can't, wait, she's Mexican. I'm going to make a joke here. Uh, Kittle, uh, uh, vaca. And that's what I thought too. I was was like, is he making fun of her almost non-existent? She speaks perfect English. And so it's just like, it's a very strange bit. Um, for a two-syllable common word, um, especially a guy who's into paranormal ha- and has heard of, I'm making excuses, but like has heard of cattle mutilations. Like he knows that that many cows are cattle. Like I don't know, whatever. But very, very bad bit. Um, trying very hard. And this is where I'm wondering: is he actually buzzed and just letting his uh, his dorky sense of humor uh, get onto the air in a less polished form than he probably usually? does right sober so um zach also he gets a little fiery here uh she the the docent lady talks about how band or a studio's five daughters ended up marrying um pretty well-off american citizens and uh and zach immediately goes oh so they were gold diggers (laughs) and she's like yeah yeah, no no like she's like she's like at the time you were pretty much just you kind of had to like be a good obedient daughter dad was the gold digger Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, She's like, exactly. whatever the father wants, yes. and it's gonna get the highest price. Uh, oh, okay. and uh and Zach's like again, he and he keeps interrupting her. He's like he's like and saying things under his breath. He's like, I wouldn't fucking want the girl that my dad wanted me to marry. Right. <laughs> um and meanwhile, his his dad and he were uh estranged off and on at the time too. So um a lot of ang- a lot of deep seated anger there. But um they look at the garden. 
and they look at the zucchinis and Zach hunkers down and goes another weird affectation. He goes, Oh, the plant has a penis. It's a big, big plant. <laughs> <laughs> um, lockdown begins in uh, Casa de Estudio. The hotel cosmopolitan is next, as I said before. And yeah, Zach just has so much, so much high douche bro energy in this episode more than usual. Um, I also feel like this is almost like the the chronologically we'll see with the rest of season six, but like chronologically feels the latest because he's a little more balanced, like in his the cutness of his body. He's like his voice is like slowly coming down just to kind of spiky hair. Yes. Yes. It's yeah, his hair is less extreme. It's like a more reasonable fucking haircut as a, you know, you don't immediately look at him and go, Oh, what a fucking douchebag. Like he's wearing kind of a military green colored shirt, not just all black. I mean, he, they all go back to wearing all black as kind of a rule. Um, in when Billy and uh, Jay officially join the crew after Nick leaves. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a little more, uh, slightly more mature despite how, in his look and in the polish of the show, not in the content of this episode, but right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll be curious to see if it uh, bounces, bounces back at all to seeming like older, younger, sorry, <laughs> younger, Zach, <laughs> older, chronologically younger, Zach. Um, they start off with a full thermal sweep. They of course start off walk, just walking around each room and listening to their bodies because their bodies are their best tools to get, you know, what rooms give them the weirdest vibes. And, but they're doing a thermal sweep of the thermal cam. Aaron has a POV cam. Now, they continue with POV cams off and on throughout the series, but they are the biggest fucking waste. It's You kind of have to like, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, if I were doing a ghost hunt and I was trying to capture visual evidence like they are, every person would have multiple POV cams on them at all times because then you would always be seeing what they were seeing. You should have one facing backwards too, because then you'd always be seeing what's behind them, you know, but that's where, that's where these shows, it gets iffy because when you have more money than God, like the ghost adventures crew, and they don't use that money to completely just blanket an entire house and themselves with all the gear that could ever possibly capture anything. That's when you know that there is some, there's some reality show kind of storytelling going on. Um, because otherwise, if they were true like scientists about it, they would just be covering all angles, you know. And so they have they have POV cams, but like in this episode, it's not a night vision camera. They say it's like it's shooting regular light, which means it's going to be dark the whole time. And there was just an episode in season twenty six, um, one of the newer episodes, where uh, Zach has a uh, a flashlight hooked to his hat and a POV cam. And there are like three times in the episode where he, the camera viewpoint is from one of the other crew members and he's, you know, in the lead, of course, he sees shadow figures like three fucking times and they never capture it on camera. But the whole point of having those POV cams is to see what the person sees, which that's, that's what sucks because it makes me go, okay, so this is a reality show producer note, right? Oh, Zach acts like he sees something terrifying and, and the, and the rest of the crew probably doesn't know because if, if only Zach did it or only Zach and only that's, 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 um, Sarah and Mai's latest theory on the newest season is that Zach and Billy are the ones that are the actors kind of, because they're the most capable of, 
of faking emotions decently. Uh, whereas Aaron's re- has always been really bad at it. He's too sincere. And for some reason, Jay, who is, who's literally in the intro as one of the four main members, the last two, two seasons or so, he has been almost, there's like a couple episodes a season where he's back in like full force, but he is behind the scenes and at nerve center the entire time in episodes. And it's like, our, of course, our conspiracy theory is that Jay seems like someone who does, who ethically wouldn't want to do the fake evidence. <laughs> so maybe he's like, I'm just going to hang back because I can't, I don't want to be involved in the fake stuff, but we could be totally looking way into it, you know, but, um, cause it just randomly, it's like, why, why has Jay been on 150 episodes and then all of a sudden is now only behind the scenes, but it's weird. But anyway, um, it's uh, always always think about that as you're watching these shows. Is that they need to give him the uh, old porn style backpack glasses because he yes. has glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or has the uh, the camera in the the center. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh. Uh. The like that the was like a weird not, the night vision, the <laughs> telescoping thing. What'd you say? That was just such a weird trend where it's like, oh, I've got these the the dumb glasses. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so they start, yes, uh, thermal sweep. Aaron has a POV cam that I just went on a rant about. Zach is speaking broken Spanish. Uh, they ask such stupid questions in general, but in this episode, they are, I think it's again, mild racism. They're, they're talking down to the ghosts as if they are morons who don't understand the question. Um, so, Nick feels a cold spot. They do capture some unexplained footsteps on EVP. That's fine. It's cool. Um, I always like those because those definitely are not a byproduct of the digital recorder itself because it doesn't make those kinds of noises and footsteps and knocks are very distinct compared to the kind of scraping and and screeching sound that could be the recorder making those, uh, you know, growls and things. But uh, Aaron says, (laughs) stupid question number one, are you upset that like lots of different types of people have taken over this land? (laughs) (laughs) And then Nick asked stupid question. Number two of many, is this where you would sit and talk? And he's just like looking at a chair. Uh, and they have a, a, the, the millimeter here, which I think they've had a millimeter before, but this is like what the millimeter just becomes forever, which is it's an EMF detector. Plus it has a temperature gauge. So that's a millimeter. So some of them later have um, geomagnetic sensors on there too. But uh, just think of the millimeter as the classic um, uh, device the from Ghostbusters, right? Which is the, the PKE meter. I think they call it the psychokinetic energy meter or something like that. But that's kind of the bread and butter um, tool of most ghost hunters. Uh, is basically digital recorder, spirit box, and an EMF detector of some kind or millimeter. So um, weird light anomaly that uh, pops in and out of Nick's back. Um, and all of a sudden, Nick reports feeling dizzy now. So, okay, if that wasn't an artifact of the camera, then that's cool. Some cool visual evidence. Um, Nick <laughs> starts freaking out after feeling dizzy. He they, they basically, they're like they're like, as we're all feeling dizzy, we go back to nerve center to reset ourselves and come up with our next plan. And while we were doing that, and it cuts to Nick, uh, Nick is shooting an iPhone video of himself for quote, his site, <laughs> which I thought was interesting because this is getting, this is only about a year and a half, two years away from the full split. Um, maybe even a year because 
if you account for like the six month delay of of shooting and editing the episodes and then airing them, he might have actually left in 2013. I don't know, but um, the 2014 seasons are the one where they they um, it shifts over to not having Nick. So um, anyway, but uh, and it, also always interesting to see those original kind of first couple generation iPhones. They're so tiny, but um, he says that as he's filming for his site all of these doors behind me were open and then they closed. And I'm like, okay, so you were filming and the film that you were filming has the building you're talking about in your background and they don't show anything. There's no, we don't see it. So it's a complete throwaway moment. Uh, He's just scared and uh, we don't hear any doors. Like you would think that if like five doors closed, then you would, uh, you would notice that or hear it or catch it in some way. So um, they split up. Zach locks Nick in a room by himself and he's actually kind of irritated for the first time ever because it wasn't, he wasn't part of that plan. Zach and Zach, of course, locks it door. And he's like, this is the best way. This is the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Eric and, uh, Eric, <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting up this, uh, thermo sound device with, uh, Aaron Goodwin here. And, uh, you know, he kind of looks like, uh, uh, like Laura's ex and Laura's other ex, Dorsch, you know, had a baby in a weird way, but uh, right, that's right. beside the point. No, but uh, uh, Aaron and Zach set up an experiment with something called a thermosound device. And this is basically a creating like a 3D, uh, or sorry, a, a 2D representation of a three-dimensional sonar blueprint of the room. So kind of like a sonar raider on a submarine or, or like how bats might see or daredevil or something. Right. But I've never seen this thing since it doesn't seem to really be a success on this episode. Cool little device though. It's a, it's a little, it's a little sonar kind of a camera looking thing that just kind of spins around and takes pictures basically, or, or you know, pings the the sound waves out. So um, he says that it like it, it it's, it's um, drawing kind of an anomaly, but it just looks like different lines. It doesn't look like a shape of anything, but we do get an EVP later on. But anyway, uh, Zach has the ovulus going, which is the device that takes uh, phonetic syllables and puts them together to create words. And Nick asks, uh, Nick is obsessed with asking the ghost to shut the door behind him in the room that he's in <laughs> the whole episode. Uh, shut that door. Like he's like yelling <laughs> constantly. He feels cold, feels goosebumps and electricity. Uh, back to Zach and Aaron, the ovulus says, uh, it says digging and then grace, which is grass. Uh, and Zach grace. Says, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Zach, uh, says, what are you digging? And the ovulus says, Mandy and Mandy. They're wondering who it is. I, I can't remember. And maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know if they knew who Mandy is or if they figured out later but they think that mandy is connected to or worked there or something like that yeah um, again this episode was like so all over the place i'm like i don't know yeah. who the the, the, the quote-unquote ghost players were going exactly. into it exactly yeah. like, who are we supposed to be watching out for other than the dumb uh fandango dickhead or whatever yeah all those ghosts of those little paper bag puppets right um, uh aaron is flirting with a mannequin um and it cuts back to Nick. He's getting annoyed and he does ask, this is, this is one of two of the best pieces of evidence. I think he says uh, like dumb question of the night. Is there someone spiritual around me? (laughs) (laughs) 
like, yes, Nick, you are on a ghost hunt. Like, uh, <laughs> but then he hears like, ah, like a, like an actual very tonal sounds like a woman a few hundred feet away, like screaming like crazy. So, uh, again, if real, very scary, um, back to Zach, Zach asks, where are you in the room? And the ovulus says central. And he's like, Oh, are you in the center of the room? I'm like, okay, like who cares, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, and then, and this is where the thermosound like sees a disturbance. It starts drawing like red lines instead of blue lines to kind of shape the wall that it's facing. And then we get an EVP that very whisperly says, I see a man. Um, and, and kind of like the, the vibe that I got from the EVPs this episode was like that, that this, there was a very much a, uh, like a time space slip, like a time slip happening where, I feel like the EVPs had the theme that whoever these people were on the other side of these EVPs, they were also seeing a ghostly apparition or hearing Zach, right? Mm -hmm. His time and uh, something like that. But uh, Aaron is recording um, for EVP and he's still with that mannequin. And (laughs) another dumb question. He's like, are you still wearing this? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. the outfit that the mannequin has. And then, uh, and then asked the mannequin, Hey, how are the parties here? <laughs> and then the EVP, um, uh, says, I want you to pray, which is, it's like, right, right. right. It, they're all, they're all clear enough that it, I think it sounds like what they're claiming. It right. sounds like, but, um, uh, or, or again, this could, this, these could be these kind of strange, um, archetypical answers from like a, almost like some sort of. AI intelligence, right? That's just kind of responding generally in a way that seems like it fits the answer sort of, right? But uh, Nick is feeling electricity again, uh, yells at it again. He's like, I'm all charged up right now. And he's like, open that door. Like he's yelling it to open the door. Cuts back to Zach. The ovulus says Rose and then vase. And Zach assumes he's talking to this Mandy person. And he's like, is this Mandy part that she used to garden roses out? Of the like, <laughs> like she could have fucking been aristocracy. I don't know, but it's just funny. To assume right, she right. was a, like a, a migrant worker basically. But, um, you know, Mandy, a very classic, uh, Mexican migrant worker name. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, they leave the Casa de uh, Estadio. Uh, again, it's like three in the fucking morning at this point, go back to the hotel Cosmopolitan where we spent, the majority of the interview portion in and Miguel is there to lock them in uh, and he's going to join them too. And so immediately Zach to Miguel. Now we know Bandini like to party, right? And Miguel's like, I got you some beautiful girls. <laughs> and so this is when they bring in uh, the, the three girls. They bring in the guitar player. Miguel's in there. They're basically trying to create a trigger um, situation, like a trigger environment where they're recreating the vibes of what used to happen there, especially in like peer with, you know, people in period garb and stuff like that, you know, just covered in tampons and pads to soak up all their blood. Right, just but, that, uh, uh, Lady Gaga style looking. Right. <laughs> uh, they put an EM pump, uh, in the room, which is basically like, a it's not room. mine, baby. Right? That's not my baby. <laughs> Why would I need that? Uh, but yeah, this is a, it, it's basically a fountain, uh, like a drinking fountain of electromagnetic energy that the ghosts can, you know, charge themselves with to manifest in various, um, various ways that are measurable by devices. Right. So, and then they have a thermal camera going to try to capture whatever's going on in the main area. And we already described this. This is the fucking, 
the tiny the the three girl parade of clog dancing to mariachi music uh around the house zach awkwardly just keeps saying alto alto and then begin uh it seems like a weird like musical chairs uh like dominance session or something like that because he doesn't seem to be stopping it for any reason other than just like what i guess i guess he's trying to like see if it's charging anything up and hearing anything but they do capture two evps that do sound like spanish-speaking voices and they sounded very residual to me like so he might have accomplished what he was trying to accomplish but it's like one voice then a second voice female voices speaking spanish um and and actually have some tone they're not just pure whispery and stuff so um they fucking uh kick these uh all the party dorks out of the bar and we end get, as we get towards the end of the episode they split into three rooms uh that were like the hot spot rooms before and aaron asks another dumb question do you like that people have been coming here for like 100 years and having experiences from you <laughs> and uh, cuts to Nick who hears a loud bang. Uh, it's kind of the only, we, there were some footsteps on the EVP, but this is the only kind of loud bang we hear cuts back to Aaron. Uh, does it piss you off that like they're living and, and you're not, <laughs> and then nothing. And then <laughs> does the room look like the room you used to be in? And it's like, I, it's just so weird. Like they have, they have zero improv skills. Like they cannot think of like, just have a fucking normal conversation or something, you know, like, but um we get like a an evp after that where it's kind of like it's it's not really like a growl because it doesn't sound it sounds like a, a human male and it almost sounds like someone like exasperated going like Ugh, like that like really really kind of sharply or something but kind of cool i guess um but uh it never goes anywhere lots of quick cuts between the boys nick finally gets something the entire night and he gets his melmeter spiked up to a five from a zero and he asks if it's Isabella because he's in Isabella's room. That this is the lady that uh, leaves the uh, impressions of her her butt cheeks on the bed. And um, uh, he asks, he's like, "Is that you? Is that you standing in front of me?" And uh, and then Nick gets a an EVP after asking that that says, "Pray, help him." Um, and it, it's this doesn't sound like the typical like like the really sharp you know again robotic sounding ones it sounds like like some sort of voice so um and again I, if i'm picturing somebody from that time period seeing a ghost of of a nick groff who sounds very stressed and loud and is alone <laughs> maybe that's why this person this consciousness was saying like we should pray and help this person you know so yeah um, i almost wonder too if like almost like data being filtered like the raw information of what somebody said or thought from that other dimension of time and space. So it's not like the actual words necessarily coming through. It's almost like it's like the intent is to pick up an, another entity, another consciousness's, um, you know, words or thoughts. Right. And so does it then manifest as again, almost as if like AI took information and generated into sounding human, right. Or like text, like, um, like text to voice, you know, on your phone or on Microsoft word or something like a lot of these almost seem like that where they're never, they're never how somebody would actually say something, but they are getting the interpretation of their conscious expression through, or that that's what the devices are recording in a weird way, you know? Right. So, um, Zach captures an EVP that, that does actually sound like it's saying Bandini. Um, 
and uh, it's 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 like whispering like Bandini, and then it cuts off. Like he's like, I couldn't hear the, the if it says Bandini um, or the knights who say knee, but uh, <laughs> but I can I could hear it pretty well. Like it's like you you hear it's and it's in a Spanish accent. It's like Bandini, um, and then he's it's like the last syllable ends as the uh, as Zach's next syllable starts when he's you know speaking to to try to get the goat prompt the ghost to uh fucking talk oh my god i'm so mentally tired um, go, ghost, go. we're almost done here but uh uh and yeah and, and that's the end it cuts to nick who it looks like he's still just investigating but he because he's on his night vision camera and he's like oh love this hotel great drinks great company come come san diego and spend the night in a haunted hotel <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits roll and it's basically like a commercial from Zach about Sandy. It's like a beautiful sunset with seagulls and all this other fucking like daytime kind of. Do they, do they go to Coronado Island? I'm assuming too, right? I think they do. Yeah. At some point. Cause that was the hotel I did. not Yes. <laughs> You're famous. Wow. Uh, as, as you had experience with your own drunken EVP session. Right. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, do that. <laughs> Does that sound good? actually quite a lot or whatever, whatever. i can't remember yeah what. it was something about the like ford commercial yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah do you do you see people uh yeah. in here watch you be like i am the and then you say, I, well, I think it was like the rise of the car and yeah oh yes and yeah yeah <laughs> and then you said i'd imagine quite a lot like, right. yeah like lot. technology changer. <laughs> I have zero idea where that audio lives right. at this point. But. I mean, it was on some initial recorder that we had, but no, I have that on. one. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know if I like transferred it off, wiped it because my last hard drive exploded on me or oh, decided right. to die. So I don't know if it's yeah. like you there had, or you edged it too long. And it I don't know. Peter it could North it could still there. be on that recorder though. Yeah, um, yeah, because I have the. I think I just have the SB7 here. I don't know if I have the, the digital recorder here. No, I think I have it because I brought it somewhere, right? It, it's definitely been in this house, so I don't think you should have it. Got it. Um, but yeah, and then they finish with uh, San Diego being just a, 150 years before was Mexico. And then right. uh, Bandini had crazy parties, and now we were a part of them. And then and now it. you can buy his movie tickets at your leisure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is um, that's Adventurous Ghosts for uh, August twenty twenty three. Thanks yeah. as always for your support. Uh, you we, I shared. Um, <laughs> I can't even understand what you're saying. Si, si, muchas gracias. I I don't know if you tried, Steve, but I I shared those four segments of one of the. Um, uh, yeah, I need to try and watch those. Yeah, if you use that 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 uh, dumb the traffic cone that VLC player, it's like open source yeah. play. It'll play anything. So okay. let me know if it works. Then we could do that for uh, Andrew, Doctor Andrew Gallimore, and uh, Paul Heineck. Right. You will buy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, our, yeah. One one of the sessions we didn't watch at Contact, so we could do that for for probing deeper. So, uh, other than that, we are bye. bye. bye.